0: It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Happy Saturday, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. This is Kathy Endebrock joining you on the Bridge Austin, eleven twenty a.m. and one hundred one point one FM, friends. We are building bridges of love and leadership today on Love Talk, and it's a beautiful time in Texas. God is working as we lead with love across this beautiful state and across America. I'm so glad to be joining you today. I have with me in studio today the beautiful Marlene McMichael, and we have an amazing topic for you, the power and purpose of testimonies. And we're going to be getting pretty personal on today's program. We're excited to have you join us, and thank you so much for giving us your time today on this Saturday. We're excited to see what the Lord does with it. Well Marlene how are you doing this beautiful morning I am good um as each day
1: goes by I I I find that I have to dig in further with the Lord and uh, he is always there and so that's a great thing and uh, so I'm good um I think it's it we have a lot of storms in this spring uh for some reason but um other than that it's really pretty in Texas <laughs>
0: Well, I always look forward to seeing all of the amazing blue bonnets and wildflowers and just everything that everyone posts all over social media. Friends, we would just love if you would share your special pictures with us. You can find us on Facebook at Love Talk Radio, and you can find us on Instagram at Love Talk Radio or Love Talk Network. Just plug in those. And if you can't find us, just go to Kathy Endebrock and get me, get on my personal page and say, hey, Kathy, having a hard time finding you, and I will send you a link. You can also email us at talk at lovetalknetwork.com. We'd love to hear from you and love to connect with you. And we would love to see your uh, wildflower pictures posted of you and your friends and family. And we will share those and repost those and see how many likes we can get for our our beautiful listening friends who've been listening and with us, some of you for over 37 years. We just appreciate your, your just joining us and being our friends and family every week. Well, Marlene, I, I really am excited about this program. And something that I have realized, and it's just really hit home with me, is that generally after Easter, after Resurrection Sunday, I kind of take down my Easter decor and I close the book on Easter and I just reflect on how God really opened my eyes to new things over um, the week leading up to Easter and the time leading up to Easter. But I've taken down all my, in the past, I've taken down all my decorations and I was talking with a friend and we started talking about uh, Jesus that when he walked out of the grave, He did not close the book and just ascend into heaven. He actually stuck around for 40 more days. And in scripture, it says that he opened God's word here. He opened scripture and shared and revealed the truth of the kingdom of God. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I need to leave the book open for 40 more days. I need to just spend time 40 more days with Jesus and find out what he would teach me about God's kingdom. And so Marlene, if you came over for coffee this morning, you would see all of my Easter decor. It is still up <laughs> and I am still enjoying Easter for the next 40 days. And so friends, I'm just going to be sharing with you what God has been uh, just doing over these 40 days. What, you know, as what truths about God's kingdom, um, you know, that Jesus has been just teaching to me as his Holy Spirit just Uh, you know, speaks to my heart, and I open his word. And Marlene, I'm excited to hear what he's been teaching you and what he's going to do um, in your life over these next 40 days.
1: Amen. And I think it is, I think that is a true revelation because it's critically important that Jesus did remain on the earth for 40 days because he made his death and resurrection real to his believers. I mean, he, you know, it's sometimes easy to to have a, a a special moment with the Lord, and then two days later, life happens, and we go, well, that was nice, but I don't feel it now. <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus remained for forty days, and so the uh, disciples experienced Him. He He was a risen Lord, but He was a a true uh, person that they could touch and feel after his resurrection. And so that made an indelible memory and life-changing experience for each of them. I think,
0: you know, I love what you said that, you know, Jesus wanted to leave like no doubt in their mind. I mean, he wanted to show, yes, this is real. This did happen. And here I am. And you know, friends, I think sometimes there are things that that God does in our lives that we may start to doubt. Did God really do that? We may start to forget. Did that really happen? Was that really the experience in the moment? And I think there are things that God wants to say, yes, that was really real. Yes, that was me. Yes, that was me and you. Yes, I did make you that promise. Yes, I did fulfill my word in your life. And so I think one of the, the, the things I love about the power and purpose of testimonies is as we share what God has done in our lives, what as we share what God does each day with us, it becomes even more real. And it not only encourages our own hearts, it encourages those around us. And so as Jesus sat with his disciples over those 40 days, and he um, opened scripture and he showed them this is real. This did happen. Let me show you what scripture this fulfilled. Let me show you the Passover meal that you've been celebrating for uh, the last, you know, few hundred years and how I have fulfilled every aspect of it. I think, um, you know, the disciples were so amazed and so excited. They couldn't help but share. They couldn't help but be confident in who Jesus was, in, in the scripture that, was, that God fulfilled and the promises that God kept. And so I just, I love this, that God is going to teach us about, you know, love talking and love walking in this tremendous moment in time where Jesus is bringing good news to people that so desperately need it. And instead of getting overcome by the darkness, we can unfold his word and, and bring light and we can be the light in the world that he calls us to be at this moment in time. And and I love that because we have to
1: learn how to engage him in not just uh, the really big traumas, but even the little ones, you know, and yes. and. I mentioned the storms because this week we've had um, some really powerful thunderstorms here in um, this area, and um, Kathy knows, I don't know if all our listeners know, but I am sort of storm paranoid <laughs> because, you know, um, in 20, at the end of 2020, we had this horrific hail storm here that, I mean, with literally grapefruit-sized hail. Just a few months later, it, it, in uh, February of 2021, we had a horrible ice storm that pretty much destroyed five or six rooms in my house. And then this past, um, well, few months, I guess it was, it was in uh, December. Was it December? When was it? We had another ice storm which destroyed all my trees. And so yes. So it's like. My my daughter says I have PTSD um, when it comes to storms because I get really nervous and I really do. Yes. And so this week, you know, we I lay down the the dogs in the kennel and it's nighttime. It's time to go to sleep and the thunder cracks and he starts barking, and I'm going, Oh no! <laughs> And literally, I got up, I put on some praise music, and I put the dog in bed with me, and I just said, God, I have to learn how to trust you in this. I have to learn how to trust you. I have to know you're real, and you're going to protect me. And before I knew it, I was asleep. (laughs) So what I'm saying is it's practical. (laughs) It's, you know, we have these, each of us have issues that we have to draw on upon his grace, his love, his goodness, the fact that um, he is there for us, um, that, you know, we just, we have to make that a real thing in our experience so that um, we can walk in his grace and that yeah. is
0: who he is. And that is
1: the testimony that we have on the earth is how we walk each day with him.
0: I think I just I love that how we walk each day with him and what he does and just sharing that with others. And, you know, it impressed me so much when um, God did what he did at the Asbury Revival, Um, you know, not just in in 1970, but again here in 2023. And it was it just really impacted me fully that it all began back in 1970 when when a group of college students said, hey, we're just going to commit to prayer. And then we're just going to get together once a week and share what God has done, what God has shown us, um, his presence that he's gifted us with. And they just wanted to just share what God has been doing in, in response to prayer and in response to time with him. And I think that is so powerful that when we are just willing to share what God is showing us, what God is teaching us, what God is doing in our lives, big and small there is revival that happens. Our hearts are revived. Other people's hearts are revived and refreshed and encouraged. And we tend to move from a place of hopelessness to great hope. And so, you know, I think when we hear these things on the news every day about just the darkness in the world, boy, let, let that just really um, inspire us to get out all the more and share what God is doing in our lives, share that personal word of a personal God who just loves us. And um, Marlene, so this last week, I got to go to Hayward Field in, um, in Eugene, Oregon with my youngest daughter. She's on the varsity track team. And I, I wasn't aware of Hayward Field. It is home of the Olympic trials, um, the, the Olympic track trials. So, um, you know, athletes from all over the nation come and compete to win their place on the U.S. Olympic team. And this happens at Hayward Field. And so Faithy was committed to go to prom with this um, amazing young man in Frisco, Texas. And um, Hayward, she qualified for Hayward Field um, kind of unexpectedly, and it happened across the same time as his prom. And he was so lovely. um, I just thought, oh, there's no way Faith is going to miss prom. And she gave this young man her word, and he told her, you have got to do this. You have got to compete. This is like once in a lifetime to go compete on Hayward Field. And um, and um so she said, okay, well, do you want to go to prom with someone else? And he says, absolutely not. I don't want to go to prom with anyone but you. And so he actually flew out to Hayward Field, missed his prom, and just encouraged her and cheered her on. And it was just amazing to see how God would just really shape a young man's heart to have such a sacrificial love, which I think is so amazing at such a young age. And God just provided each step of the way for um, there not to be, you know, guilt and sad feelings and, oh, this is horrible. And, you know, she's missing prom and she gave me her word and for Faithy to feel guilty about it. But for these two young people, I think to really glorify the Lord in their actions and in their just kindness and grace towards one another. And it has just filled me with hope for future generations, Marlene. I think, okay, if God is doing this in the heart of this young man, and if he's doing this in the heart of my daughter, um, he's doing this in the heart of other youth. And um, and I, it's just given me incredible hope for what God is doing in the hearts of our youth out there.
1: And that's a beautiful story. And I just, um, I think, Actually, it brought me to tears. <laughs> I mean, it really did. It's just, it is a beautiful story because so many of our young people have, you know, we we like to say they're self focused and it's all about me. And and what you just shared with a story where it's really not. It's it, it if if we're a couple, then it's about us. And so that's really yes. important.
0: That's so true. I well. Lo- Uh, So there is so much I want to talk about today, and we are going to get personal as we share some of these um, personal testimonies of what God is doing, um, what God has done, and, uh, and we are kind of wrapping up here on our first segment, friends. We are going to go and hear from our amazing sponsors, and they have been such an encouragement to us because some of them have been with us over 37 years to keep Love Talk on the air, and um, we so we want you to, to hear about our sponsors they are able to um, meet your needs whether it be um, electrical needs in your home or landscaping needs or uh, getting in shape and getting back your health needs um, our sponsors are there for you and we can just um, uh, just really encourage you to pick up that phone and call them when you need them Well, Marlene, we're going to go back and have a word from from each of our sponsors, and then we'll be back with Love Talk to share more on the power and purpose of testimony. How can you prepare to share what God has done and is doing in your life? Friends, stay with us. We'll be back with Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on The Bridge. Austin, it is great to be with you this beautiful Saturday, or if you're on our podcast, whichever day you happen to be listening to us, it's a beautiful day, friends, and God is alive. He is working, and he is just wanting that intimate relationship with you. What are you looking for today? Friends, just look up and focus your eyes on God and uh, set your heart upon him and seeking Him. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We are talking about the power and purpose of testimonies today, just walking out and sharing what God has done and is doing in our lives. And I think this is so powerful because we forget to share. Sometimes we look at that intimate relationship that we have, and we may be thankful and grateful and just enjoy that time with the Lord. But, friends, we can't forget that sometimes what he's doing in our lives is meant to impact the lives with, of those around us. And so we're going to be talking about how do we prepare to actually share what God is doing. And um, I love uh, our key verses, this one in 1 Peter 3.15, where Peter admonishes us. He says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And do this with gentleness and respect. And friends, when we share what God is doing in our lives, it's meant to encourage and lift up and be a light in the darkness. It is never meant to be a point of a comparison or a prideful or a battering ram or pointing out what is off with someone else. We're just meant to point out what is on with what God is doing with us. And so, Marlene, I'm excited for this conversation today, and. One of the things that I'm really looking forward to in two days is I get to spend the whole morning with you and sit next to you and hugging on your neck. What are we going to be at Monday morning?
1: (laughs) We're going to be at the governor's prayer breakfast uh, in Round Rock. And this is a annual event in conjunction with the national day of prayer. And so we, it, it, it's, by all expectations going to be outstanding. Not only is the governor of Texas going to be there, but we're going to be there along with at least seven hundred other people. And um and the whole focus is prayer. Uh the main speaker uh besides the governor is Nick Voyacek. And I don't know if people have heard Nick, but I've heard him a couple of times now. Um I actually was at a conference this past Saturday where he was a keynote speaker and He, people, he has, he was born with no arms and no legs. So he basically, uh, I don't even know how to express it. He is just a dynamite speaker. Uh, He travels all over the world uh, sharing the gospel and sharing the message of hope. Uh, And he'll do that at the prayer breakfast as well. And he says, you can pray for a miracle, but if you don't get one, be the miracle and that's really what he is in his life he has no arms no legs he's married and has four children so uh (laughs) and it's just uh he talked about uh at the conference on saturday this past saturday um that uh his one of his sons came and says dad i just wish we could you could hug me and he says but it's okay i'm gonna hug you and uh so it's just it's it's just an amazing uh, man, amazing testimony, and I I hope uh, if there are still tickets available, and I'm not sure that they are, but but you need to get yours and and hear from him if you are at all in the Central Texas area. So that's uh, Monday, May first. I'm I'm sorry, yeah, Monday, May first at 6:30 a.m. in the morning at Kalahari Resort.
0: And if you want to see if there are any seats left, you can go to ndpaustin.org. That's um like N National Day Prayer, ndpaustin.org. You can click on shop and if there are any seats available, uh it'll it'll show you there and you can purchase the seats. And friends, we will be at table number sixty-four. So <laughs> So when you get there, we'll be right up front um, as you walk in. We'll have a table there just saying hi to everyone and um, just meeting all of y'all. And uh, we would just love to uh, hug your neck and meet you in person and uh, just looking forward to to seeing y'all there. Well, Marlene, okay, so here we are. We're talking about. The power and purpose of testimonies, and we have an anchoring verse for this that that just um, that a psalmist has just used to really encourage us to talk about the things that God is doing in our lives.
1: That's right. It's Psalm 105, verse one, and it says, "Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness. Let the whole world know what He has done." and i mean that's it in a nutshell and you 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 can't get more simple than that uh we are as we have met the lord and been ministered to by him uh we need to let the world know about it
0: yes yeah it you know that verse really struck me because i always think of giving thanks to the Lord. And, and, you know, you just kind of stop there. You know, you acknowledge him. Thank you, Lord. This is awesome, Father, that you've done this for me and you've done this great thing. But he goes, okay, then go out and proclaim. Proclaim what he has done. And not just let one person know, let the whole world know. And I think that it's amazing. So many people um, are just Wanting to know that God is real, that God loves them, and the easiest place to start is just letting the person next to you know what God has done and um, it amazes me there's in the book of Acts we see Paul, he just got arrested at the temple, and um he's about to be taken to be whipped, and uh, so he says hey can i can I just talk? Let me just say something." And so Paul stands up to speak, and rather than speaking scripture about uh, about God's promises, rather than um, of speaking against what is going on with the people, Paul simply shares his testimony. He just shares his testimony. He says basically, like, "This is who I was. This is what, how awful I was. I was, I was out killing Christians. Like, I, I." I held the cloaks while Stephen got stoned, Um, but here's where God met me, and here's where God changed my life, and this is why I'm standing before you now, and I just think it's amazing that we can do the same thing, and throughout his books, Paul basically just shares, hey, I'm in prison, but this is what, what Jesus is doing in my life right now, that even though I should be filled with dread, I'm filled with joy. And, you know, and he just shares these things over and over again. This is what Jesus is doing today. This is what Jesus is doing right now. This is what Jesus has done. And I just love it because we can do the same thing. And, you know, Paul's words, even though he just shared them in a simple letter, they now, he has let the whole world know what God has done. And I think God you know, he will multiply those words when we're just willing to share it with the one or two. He will spread it to the three and four and the five and six and the nine hundred and a thousand. And before we know it, just the light of the truth of the gospel has spread because we've been willing to share it with the person next to us. And and that's true. I, I do want to back up just a little bit,
1: though, because I think we have to. You know, before I I used to read books and I still have them and I love them. They're by Ed Savoso, and I don't know if you've read any of them, Kathy, but he has this I have. Uh, be- belief that we can change the world if we change the marketplace. In other words, I used to say if God if the world can't see God in me on the street corner, then I really have nothing to share. And because God is supposed to permeate our being. He, he's supposed to, to be what we're all about. And so I think it's very important that for a Christian that we spend time with him. You know, my my mentor, Beth Alvis, used to say that um, he, prayer is all about relationship with God. And, you know, it's not to go to the vending machine and punch the button and get our, our latest gift of the day or blessing of the day or to pray for something and then leave God alone. It's really there. Prayer is really about building a relationship with the Lord. And you, you're you asking, you know, what is my experience right now? What's God doing in me right now? What's my testimony right now? And it's that. It's that it's it's just stopping And lifting my hands and saying You are God Permeate His presence I love you, you are God, you are worthy It's communing with Him So that when It's time to Stand on the street corner He's there and He's all about me I know that Mm -hmm. uh, One of the miracles Of the Ashbury Revival Is that it ministered To youth and the thing that's that's so prevalent among our youth today is, is just a, an anxiety that consumes them. And for, and this, this revival was different than many. There weren't, you know, loud boisterous miracles or, or, or things like that. It was what, what overwhelmingly people said is there's just such a sense of the peace and presence of God. and, and so that these young people could go in that auditorium and they would feel the presence of God. We, that presence should walk with us every day. And that's my goal. I want yeah. to be consumed with the presence of God. And so that's, you know, um, has God done wonderful things? Yes, he has. But when I speak to you, I want you to feel that presence with me not just in the words but in your own your own being and so i think so what i guess what i'm encouraging people is is seek him so that our testimony is rich with his holiness yes
0: well and i, I think that's exactly right like even when when peter says in first peter three fifteen. You know, when you, when you share what God has done, do it with gentleness and respect. And I think that's exactly right. That if they, if who we are speaking with does not feel the, that, that presence of the Lord in joy and gentleness, in grace, in kindness, in patience, in love, then those words are not going to be believed. But if they can see and experience with just viewing our lives and, and our words line up with that, then, uh, you know, it makes it, it, it really makes it real and foundational. And I love what you said, Marlene, about the marketplace because there is such a lack of integrity in the marketplace. And I mean, friends, we have got to, um, as Christian businessmen and women have incredible integrity, um, in, in in the marketplace, in our business dealings, in everything. And um, I think people pay close attention to that. If they know that you are a man or woman of your word, that you will follow through and do what you say you will do, and that a handshake and a yes uh, m- means as much as a binding contract, I think that speaks volumes.
1: I agree. I mean, we don't ever want to be out there with the Bible beating people over the head and saying you can't. We want
0: to be able
1: to be instruments of his peace and instruments Mm -hmm. of his joy and instruments of his saving grace. Because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if we cannot mirror Jesus on this earth, where will they find him? They're not going to find him in, uh, you know, the social media. They're not going to find him in so many on television or in the movies, you know, It's got to be, we have to be the hands and feet of Jesus uh, in spirit as well as in deed.
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think when our listeners may be, you know, one of the things that when I was looking at this initially about sharing a testimony, I kind of grew up in the church thinking that, you know, when we talked about sharing your testimony, that was sharing your salvation story. That um, how you came to know that Jesus loves you, how you saw it. Uh, Jesus for forgiveness of your sins and uh became a new creation in Christ and that that was a testimony and that was what you uh were kind of that was the purpose of what you were to share and and I, well, I believe that that is absolutely true we should be prepared to share our testimony we should um be prepared to share that story in a way that is just very real that shows the work of god in our lives and but i think that if we stop with that story of our salvation if we think oh that's the only thing i need to share um, i think that we've kind of missed the boat a bit i mean i think that there are. There are stories definitely around what I think some people might call our sanctification. It would be kind of a real Bible y kind of churchy word, but basically that is just how Jesus continues to heal, to redeem, to transform uh, us into the image of Christ. Um, but then I think there's also just how God engages with us every day. As you were talking, Marlene, as you are just steeped in his presence and spending time with him, uh, how is how is that manifest in your life? What? How are you walking that out as you love talk and love walk with those around you? And so I would just encourage our listeners, do be prepared to share that that amazing testimony of salvation. Be prepared to share that amazing testimony of ongoing sanctification. But by all means, be willing to share those little things of those daily engagements because it is powerful and it has an incredible purpose. And I think that we really have to stand up and say and realize it's not just about what God is doing with us, but it's about what God wants to do with others through what he's done with us.
1: Amen. I mean, it's, again, I, I think that, Spending time in prayer, just with Him, not not asking for anything, I think that makes Him closer to us and us to Him, and that's that's important. It's that's that's a relationship that must be established even before we share our testimony. But that is miraculous all by itself i mean yes uh, yeah one one of the my favorite songs right now is a song that was written by uh crowder and it's i listen to it you know if it's on in the car i've got this playback button on my radio (laughs) and i'll sometimes (laughs) listen to it for an hour if i'm driving a distance and i'll over and over and over again but it's i've got a friend closer than a brother there is no judgment Oh, how he loves me. I've got a friend and he's my strength. He is my portion with me in the valley, with me in the fire, with me in the storm. Let all my life testify. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And Mm. we are not alone. God really loves us. God really loves us. And that is, you know, for so many, we had a show a few months back about, um, a gentleman who goes into the prison system and ministers to the prisoners. And what he says is that some of them have never been told that they are loved, you know, but God loves us. And if that mm-hmm. becomes a reality, that's where I really think we can walk and talk in the spirit of God. I mean, in other mm-hmm. words, people will see him in our presence. And that's, you know, goodness knows the world needs to seek the presence of God. So that's my goal. You ask, what am I, where am I focused? That's my goal. That's what I want him him to see.
0: I love that. Well, so uh, Marlene, I mean, tell me, as as far as like a a powerful testimony that has maybe been shared with you by um, a particular person who you knew who, shared maybe a personal testimony that was more impactful um, than maybe any that you've seen before. I think with the, with the testimony, one of the things we're gonna walk through today is that a testimony is unique because it is relatable, it is reliable, and it is repeatable. And I think when we are sharing those um, personal testimonies with people that we know, there is a very unique connection because those people do know us. Can you think of, um, or is there a a testimony where you've said, you know, this testimony was made even more powerful because I knew this person, and maybe I had seen what they were like beforehand, and then they shared what God had done, or I saw what God did in their life, and I was like, wow, if God could do that in their life, I know that he could do that in mine. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just one,
1: huh? I, I mean, the one that that comes to mind, and it and, and it's and it's because I have um, just recently picked up the book again. But again, my uh, mentor was Elizabeth Alvis or Beth Alvis, and she wrote a book many years ago, "Becoming a Prayer Warrior." And as she was learning, you know, the whole thing about prayer and how to you know how to hear God and and how to move in prayer. She was uh, awakened one night and and um, started praying for a cousin that she had, and she didn't know where this cousin was or anything like that. But she she started praying for him, and she said she dropped to the ground and started crying and and praying. Be still, be still, be still, and she did that three times, and and then she she finally got up, headed back to bed, and 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 she suddenly was impressed to pray now run now run now run well what she found out many weeks later is that her from her aunt was that her cousin was in vietnam he was a pilot and he was shot down and the vietnamese soldiers were surrounding him and he was hiding in the the undergrowth and his parachute was above him they never saw him because he was every time he tried to get up he was he was pushed back down, mm-hmm. and from her prayers, and mm-hmm. when he, when she finally or felt the spirit releasing her to say, now run, now run, now run, there was another helicopter there ready to pick him up, and he was saved. Now that's powerful. Yes. <laughs> I mean, a, across the world, uh, yes. In that exact hour, she is praying for a man whose life is is in danger that's power uh Mm -hmm. in in a more simplified daily thing the thing that i think about one of the times that that it seems so silly and yet it was so meaningful to me was when i first got married we had no money uh and i mean literally my grocery budget for a month was fifty (laughs) dollars and we had to live on that and we it's in this little bitty efficiency apartment and um it was furnished so we didn't have any furniture either and um i needed to iron some clothes and i had an iron because that was a wedding gift um but i had no ironing board and um, i just kind of walked around this "God, what do i do i got to iron this up you know i think it might have been my husband's uniform or something i don't remember now yeah. but um uh, in my mind's eye i saw a little table and I figured out it was just the size of an ironing board, and if I put a, a um, towel on top, I'd have myself a um, top-notch ironing board. That was, that was a blessing to me because I know God showed me that. I yeah. mean, and that seems so simple, and yet that's how personal he is. Yeah, And that's, that's really exciting.
0: I, I will tell you, I this it kind of you know sometimes it's so amazing. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, do I just drop to my knees and start to you know just praise and and then I go, well, no, he just fixed this for me for a very uh, a, a very practical reason. So get on with the work. But I, so this is when I was uh, you know a young mom had the babies. Uh, I needed to I, I bought a mop because I we didn't have a mop again. You know we didn't have a lot of money earlier on and. So I had gotten this mop. I was um, very excited to use it because it was it was a good mop, and um, I was mopping my floor and it kept coming un, unhitched and you know the mop would just flop out and I don't even know how to explain this but it, and I just I was like oh, okay so I read you know I, I reconnected it and I looked and I thought well is there something I'm supposed to tighten or something I'm supposed to put different or you know what am I doing wrong here and i kept mopping and probably every three minutes it would just flop open again and i was like lord can you please help me the babies are asleep i want to get this done eric is coming home after a long trip i just want the house to sparkle and look beautiful for him i need to get this done and just you know practically in tears because i can't get this mop to work and my hand just went down the handle of the mop and just rested on this little i don't know like notched thing and started turning it, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that turns!" And it was like the Holy Spirit just showing me how, how, like, I, I, apparently I'm, I was supposed to latch it and then tighten this thing down so it wouldn't, so it was, you know, kind of tight and firm. And I had never seen that, and yet the Lord showed me how to do that. And I mean, even <laughs> when I tell it, Marlene, it sounds bizarre, but I'm well, telling you, <laughs> I had no idea. Um, you have to admit,
1: mopping and ironing, and those are our testimonies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> kind of.
0: It's it's simple, folks. It's really basic. It is so <laughs> simple. Well, friends, so we have more stories to share about testimonies and what God does in the big and in the small. Talk about ironing and mopping. He is the God of the big things and God of the small things, and he just cares about our hearts so much. Please, friends, stay with us. We're going to be talking uh, talking about how testimonies are relatable, reliable, and repeatable. The power and purpose of testimonies on Love Talk right after this. Stay with us. Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. I'm Kathy Endebrock in the studio with the amazing Marlene McMichael. We are missing the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkater today, but she will be with us next week. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We just love spending this time with you every week. And if you are listening to us on live stream at thebridgeaustin.com, you can get us there every Saturday at 10 a.m., You can also go and find us at our podcast, Love Talk, all one word, Love Talk Network. And uh, you can find us on your favorite podcast site. So, friends, if you miss us on a Saturday or you just want to share us with one of your friends, you can go to our podcast site and share that. Or you can always go to lovetalknetwork.com and access all of our past programs there. I think we have past programs for up to three years. So if you're on a long road trip, there you go, friends. We have you covered hours of encouragement. Well, we're talking today about the power and purpose of testimonies. And in the first two segments, we've shared a bit about how just powerful testimonies have really changed our lives, as well as some of the really small little ways that God has really stepped in and um, just provided and been so sweet and gentle and kind um, in just helping us through. what well, we're talking about ironing and mopping, you know, just the little things in life But God is so real and so personal friends and so we want to share about testimonies and just encourage you to share yours. Testimony should be relatable, reliable and repeatable and we've talked a bit about just about testimonies being relatable that we're just really sharing about our truest friend Jesus Christ and how he has impacted or transformed our life, our, our heavenly father who's cared and provided for us, the holy spirit who's revealed wisdom, sound counsel so many things that we can talk about. In Psalm 7155, it says, my mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds and salvation all day long. And in Psalm 66, it says, come and hear all you who fear God. I will tell you what he has done for my soul. And so a lot of times we get to share personal testimonies about what he has done just in our inner being, but then what the really practical ways that he has really impacted our lives and just provided for us. And and um, Marlene, one of the things that I want to talk about is that our testimonies do have to be reliable, that when we share a testimony, it needs to be truthful, it needs to be heartfelt when we share, um, not prideful and boasting, but, um, you know, not selfish and focused on self, but really bragging on God and bragging what God did for us. And um, and I think a real testimony always reveals the truth of God's character that is consistent with scripture. We know that God never works um, in any way that opposes scripture. So that's kind of the way that we can also start to think through, how do I share what God has done? Um, And Marlene, you know, a testimony has to be repeatable. And what, what does that kind of speak to for you when a testimony is repeatable? Well, I think it, I think a
1: testimony has to as you as you said be shared in in sincerity and in love. Um we never want to share about the Lord in a way that browbeats somebody if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want mm-hmm. them to be drawn to the Lord because of what we are sharing. And so oftentimes I sort of back into it when I want to talk about the Lord and say I just this is something that's really special to me is it okay if I share it or or I don't know where you are with the lord but the lord's really important to me and then I'll share it and um so I think I think in that that sense it it's not that we're coming at them with a bible and a fist but we're coming at them with love and just excitement and and what I can say is that when we have an intimate relationship with the Lord, um, we do get excited about that. I mean, Mm -hmm. Kathy knows I missed a program a couple of weeks ago because I had a car accident on the way to the studio. And that um, the fact that God saved me when I could still be in the hospital is totally exciting to me. (laughs) Now, in fact, when... um, a lady pulled over to come see if I was okay, and she she looked. I mean, she, she looked at me and she said, um, "Are you okay?" And I said, "I don't know," because I was in so I was in such shock. I said, "Am I bleeding?" And she went, "No." I said, "I think I'm okay." <laughs> you know, so I mean, but that's exciting. I I should be really cut up or really dead, and I'm not. Yes. So that's repeatable. Uh, just like the woman uh, who was at the well with Jesus. And he asked for a drink and she looks at him and she says, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. You, we're not even supposed to be talking together. And um, what in, what happened then is that Jesus shared that he is the Messiah and that uh, and he knew about her past, which was not perfectly holy, but uh, he knew about her past. And so she goes up and she tells the town, there's a man at the well, and he knew all that I had done, and that's repeatable. She was excited yeah. about the man at the well, and um, so I think it's. Um, and she wasn't. I mean, what she was sharing was her own excitement. So I think those are some kind of some keys about making it repeatable and something that will bless and
0: not uh, offend. Yeah, you know, and and I love that because you know her encounter with Christ was so in so deep and so intense and covered the history of her life yet when she went uh into the town just jumping and telling everyone that she could tell it wasn't a long novel it was you know three very straightforward to the point questions or or statements that he knows me he he knows everything about me yet he loves me still and, um, you know, she didn't go on bragging about, uh, you know, how horrible and awful and what a terrible sinner she was, but she just basically, I mean, you know, most everybody knew. They knew exactly who she was and what she'd done, but, um, you know, she focused on Christ and who Christ was and what Christ had done and Christ's acceptance of her. And you could very clearly see Her completely changed heart because she went from this woman who was avoiding everyone and going and getting water in the hottest part of the day just to avoid all of the other ladies to um, really making a spectacle and jumping and being joyful and just sharing with everyone who would listen and Um, You know, and I think not to say that we need to be going and jumping through town and, you know, just speaking to everyone who would listen. I think that so many times there are those intimate conversations with the person next to us that can be so incredibly uh, meaningful. And and I just love that, that if we are grateful and we're excited about what God is doing, we're not going to be able to help but share what God is doing. Right. And the interesting thing to me about this this whole
1: passage in John 4, later down in the passage, after she shares with, you know, the town that she met the Messiah at the well, they all go. And they spend time with him. Actually, they spent several days with him. But they told her, they said, we no longer believe because of what you said. We have heard ourselves and we believe. So yes. that's pretty amazing. Uh, is that we believe on our own, <laughs> and that's what we want—is we want the people around us, maybe to hear our testimony, but to believe on their own, to find God on their own.
0: Yes, I agree. Well, and you know, I think so many times, um, you know, I've heard a number of Christians say this, and I have, I have felt this. They say, "Oh, I'm really burdened for that person. I'm burdened for this generation." And, uh, you know, so I think if the Lord lays on your heart that there is a generation or a person that he wants you to pray for, then you need to be a blessing. That that burden is always meant to be a blessing. God never puts something on our hearts for us to carry around like a, a shackle or a heavy weight, but he puts something on our hearts to turn our eyes towards that thing, to rely on him so that we can be a blessing, so that we can be a blessing in our prayers. We can be a blessing in our actions. We can be a blessing with our life. And um, and I, I love that the burden of someone's salvation is never on us. It's just exactly like you said, Marlene. The people came back and said, well, we don't believe because of what you said. We believe now because we've got an experience from ourselves. And. I think that sometimes we feel like, "Oh, I have to say the right thing so that that person will believe in Christ." Well, no that that's not that's not ours to carry. That's that's not for us. That's not our work. Our work is just to share, to testify what He's done. It's the Holy Spirit who's going to open the eyes of their heart to the truth of of who Amen. He is and what He's done. So I love that that, that when I get to go and share, I get to share with joy and not with the pressure of, I have to get every word right.
1: True. But there's one other thing that I think our listeners need to know. And that is that everything that happens is not going to be joyful and good. Yes. My greatest testimony is that God was there in my darkest hour. And, and it was hard and it was hurtful, but he never left me. And and that's a testimony all on its own and a whole different story, different program. <laughs> yeah. So I just I think it's important that our listeners know walking with God is not
0: always easy. But yeah. he never leaves us. I love that. That is exactly right. <clears throat> Marlene, I have just loved this program today, and I, I know that as we're looking towards our summer programming, we're going to be um, starting to talk about seeing Jesus in the every day. Just love walking and love talking with Jesus, seeing what he does, having our eyes open to what he does, and then being able to to share that and and you know be be the testimony to those around us in a world who's desperate for the truth and love uh the truth of the gospel and the love that Jesus offers. So I'm excited about what we're going to be doing this summer. Amen. Yeah. Well, okay friends, that has been love talk. I can't believe Marlene three segments, 1 hour. It passes so very quickly. Friends, we just love you. We enjoy spending this time with you. We hope that the the Lord has really touched your heart with this program and maybe showing you something a little bit different, maybe giving you some encouragement to step forward in the relationship that He offers and the life that He offers. If you want to get a hold of us, go to Facebook at Love Talk Radio. Find us on Instagram at Love Talk Radio. Um, go and email us at Let's Talk at Love Talk. Uh, network.com. And uh, we'd love to get in touch with you. Well, um, friends, you have an amazing week. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll look forward to being with you as we are every Saturday at 10 a.m. For Marlene McMichael and Coach Carrie Brinkator. I'm Kathy Enderbrock, and we'll look forward to being with you again next week for more Love Talk.